This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Smoke Instant Reaction Version. Uh, Miami 25? 25. App State 23. Let's jump into it, Gabby. I think... um, once we saw I, th- I believe it was a black cat was it not it might have been black and white cat dangling from the second story or whatever the upper deck of the hard rock stadium and falling we should have known it was just going to be a weird night yeah and it was a weird game for the hurricanes um particularly on offense um you know, I don't know what to make of this offense other than it's just not very good. I thought the offense was going to be good coming into this season, and you can't argue with the results of the first two games. Um, and, and really, to me, Gabby, the thing that strikes me is that there's not one singular thing that you can really pinpoint. Like, this is the issue with the offense. It's just something different on every drive, it seems like, right? Um on one drive, it seems like it'll be poor pass protection. On another drive, the receivers can't create separation. On another drive, they can't get run push. On another drive, they're plagued by just ridiculous penalties. Um, Miami was in position to score some points this this game. They had good field position on, on a lot of drives, and they couldn't... Uh, they couldn't really put the game away, honestly. They they let App State hang around. Um, Derek King, he doesn't look sharp when it comes to, to throwing the ball. I thought today he, he ran the ball pretty good, surprisingly, considering, you know, he's coming off that ACL injury. Um, so I guess that was encouraging. But I don't know, man. You know, when... When offense is at its best, it, it's it's a rhythm thing, and it's there's timing to it, and it's like a dance almost, right? It's a choreographed type thing. To me, Miami's offense just doesn't look like that. It's like at its best if Derek King can break the pocket and create some magic, but you can't rely on that during the course of a whole season. Um, what are your thoughts on the offense? Yeah, I mean, I just think it's a little disappointing just considering it's year two. Like, you obviously want to see that that step up. I think you expect – I think everyone really expected to see them take that next step. Just as a, as a unit, just as, as a whole, um, it was just disappointing uh, to see. It almost feels like it's year one. Like, it, it feels like a lot of the mistakes that are happening are just like – you're just a lot of the things that you're talking about, like the, the lack of timing, the lack of rhythm, um, you know, just, just – it just seems so weird and so off, and it just – I was so encouraged coming into the season that, you know, they would just really be able to, you know, with a full spring, with a full summer, with 
basically the entire offensive line returning plus a couple pieces that we thought were going to help take him to that, that next level. I was so encouraged that this was just going to be such a, a nice offense, uh, you know, that they were really just going to take a next step, that it wasn't going to be really, you know, adding anything or learning anything new. It was just going to be them just building on everything that they had sort of done last year. And, you know, to see it sort of play out the way it has, and, uh, you know, this is not to take away anything from App State. I thought that they played a really good game. You know, I thought that they did a lot of things really well. But at the end of the day, like, this this game should have been... I thought there was opportunities to still, despite all the struggles and everything, I thought there was opportunities to break this game open a little bit that Miami just couldn't do it. It felt like they had those drives where it's like, you know, they put it in the end zone right here. Uh, they get a stop you know they had a potential to just build that momentum it never felt like they ever got that momentum offensively again they probably i think they left seven total points off the board between the blocked kick and the touchdown that was that was uh you know w- the touchdown that was waved off to illegal formation so i mean you take put add seven points there you're looking at 32 points which still isn't great but i think looks a little bit better so there's opportunities there but still just something looked so off about what Miami is doing offensively and you know it, again it, like what you said it, it's tough to point to one thing it's, it just seems like a collective group of a bunch of stuff yeah so through two games you know and again one of them's Alabama but still you know the stats are the stats through two games Miami's offense I don't believe I'm not good at math but not averaging 20 points per game um, you know coming into the game Gabby we kind of laid out some of the keys to the game, right? So let's go through that and see how Miami did real quick. We mentioned in these games where App State plays Power 5 teams tough, they score non-offensive touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Miami allowed a kickoff, return for a touchdown, which definitely, of course, allowed App State to hang tough and stay in the game. That was disappointing. Um, we said... Miami would have to put pressure on Chase Bryce because he's a quarterback that really struggles with pressure. They did that, I think, in the first quarter. In the second quarter, you know, the the pressure on, on Bryce really wasn't there consistently. Manny Diaz said after the game he felt like App State went to the quick game passing-wise. Um, I'm curious to, to go back and watch the game and see if that is the case. But it, it did seem like maybe that happened as well as the defense wearing down. I felt like they did look tired at times, quite frankly, in the second half. Um, I thought a key to the game for Miami was generating a couple explosive touchdowns. They really didn't come close to doing that, (laughs) unfortunately, which to me is like the biggest disappointment of the game. Um, I wanted Miami to come out with an edge. I think they did that. They, They played well in the first quarter. Um... They set the tone to win the game comfortably. They didn't win comfortably, but that first quarter was encouraging. And then, you know, they had to pile up the tackles for loss. Um, I think that, I don't think they did that to the level they, you know, is acceptable. I think they finished the game with seven tackles for loss. I would have liked to have seen 10 or more. Um, So, you know, overall, the, the run defense was good considering. Uh, how well App State does run the ball against everyone. Um, so, yeah, you know, didn't exactly hit on all those keys. Let's go on to injuries, Gabby. Some tough, tough injuries. Hap- this was a very physical game. Looks like Don Chaney and Keontre will be missing for quite a while. 
Uh, Manny Diaz wouldn't give details, but it doesn't look good just from what we saw. Don Chaney on the sideline had his leg in an immobilizer brace and was on crutches. To me, it looks like he's he's likely done for the season. So that's that's a that's tough to see because Don's a good dude and also a talented football player. Um, wish him all the best in his recovery if it is a long term thing. And then Keontre, I didn't see the Keontre injury, but that one, you know, judging from what Manny Diaz said after the game, is going to be serious as well. So that's that's a blow. You know, with, with Keontre out. Wayman Steed, next man up. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and honestly, it's going to be interesting these next two games with Don Chaney out because yeah. Jalen Knighton still has two games of a suspension to serve. And that probably means Cody Brown, true freshman, uh, next man up. So we will see if they turn to him. They didn't turn to him against Appalachian State. They kind of just let Derek and, and Cam Harris handle the heavy workload. Um, and I did feel like Cam wore down that App State defense finally in the fourth quarter. He started popping some runs, so hopefully he gains confidence in that. Let's give let's give some game balls, and then we'll get out of here, Gabby. Um, I thought Nesta yeah. played a good game. Two and a half tackles for loss. He's a guy that needs to set the tone in terms of energy, and he did that, I felt like, um, tonight. Who would you give a game ball to for their performance? Yeah, uh, I'd probably go Tyreek Stevenson. Uh, I thought he had a couple of big plays there down the stretch. Um, you know, obviously on that last that fourth down to sort of close things out. I mean, he made a good play there. Uh, had a near interception on a ball that I thought he should have picked off. Uh, didn't do it on, uh, you know, sort of a long ball that they tried to, you know, attack him with. And, uh, you know, I thought he, he made a couple big tackles here and there too. I thought he had some slip-ups, but I think uh, overall Tyreek Stevenson had a, had a pretty good day. I'll go Amari Carter. I think he did a solid job um, helping defend that stretch zone. The the interception was a good play. That was yeah. that was good to see Amari make that play. Um, so I think he deserves a game ball. I'll also give one. Again, he wasn't good, but I do think De'Aaron King yeah. gritted out a performance in which he kind of knew, like, I can't really throw the ball well today. Yeah. So he kind of picked it up rushing, and he ran the ball hard when he needed to in the fourth quarter so i will give him a game ball and borgalis andres borgalis you know nailing the 43 yarder uh you know to give miami that late lead you know that that's that's as clutch as they come you know just especially for an 18 year old freshman uh to be doing that in a in a big time spot i thought he had a really good game i think he had a few field goals he had that one blocked but uh, you know, for him to bounce back from that and hit a couple after, uh, I thought it was I thought it was big time by him. So you know, Andres Borgas, I think Lou Headley too. I think that yeah. guy's an, an absolute animal. Uh, I thought he was incredible punting the ball, just helping Miami win that uh, you know field position battle consistently. Uh, I think he had two punts that he put that he pinned. Uh, inside yeah, inside the five. I think he had a couple more inside the ten. So you know, just an incredible performance by Lou Headley. Those are the the hidden yardage plays that Manny Diaz sort of hints at a lot is just like that field position battle i think miami definitely won that today yeah i mean it's boring to talk about specialists right but um they were a big factor in this win when you win by two points and you have strong play from the specialists you gotta tip your cap to them so i agree with both those guys um let's get out of here on this gabby um 
have we changed our opinion on this team? Because I certainly have after this game. Um, you know, I don't know if, you know, on paper, certainly they can win 10 games. I don't know if it's likely anymore. Yeah. I think, you know, when you look at the rest of the schedule, I don't know if you can necessarily earmark definite wins, you know, a bunch of definite wins, right? Of course, Central Connecticut is going to be one. Likely Duke at the end of the year is going to be one. But really outside of those, in terms of what we know of, about the teams on the schedule remaining right now, I think every team, every game's kind of a toss-up, quite yeah. frankly. It's going to be a dogfight um, starting this week with Michigan State. So, look, if this team ends up winning 10 games, that's a real, then I think, you know, they've gotten the most out of this team. Um, but I'll just be frank. To me, it looks like an eight, maybe a nine-win team. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Maybe I'm overreacting after a difficult game, but... No, I don't think you're overreacting at all, man. I mean, uh, I, I, I just think from this point forward, for me, it's going to be just any given Saturday. I think any given Saturday they can win. Uh, I think any given Saturday they can lose. I mean, you have Michigan State coming up. You know, I think that that could be a really tough game for Miami. Um, you know, again, like I'm... I'm not convinced either way at this point, David. I could see, I could see eight wins. I, you know, I could see potentially. I mean, they play like they play tonight. They could potentially win seven games. I, I can see them just figuring it out. Maybe getting the up, yeah, the offense figuring it out, um, getting up to that ten win mark. Uh, I, I just feel like the, I just feel like the possibility, like the realm of possibility, is so like fluid right now, just because. Um, I do think the potential's there, and when you have a you know dynamic athlete like De'Ara King at quarterback, I think anything. I think the potential to improve is always going to be there. But um, yeah, I think that this team has a long way to go, I, especially running the ball. So um, I don't really know what to feel right now. But ten wins feels a lot less likely than it did before I walked into the stadium uh, earlier today. Yeah, for me to get back on the ten win bandwagon, I need to see the offense come to life. Right, you got to be able to score. 30 plus points in, in college football nowadays. And, and this team hasn't done that yet. Um, so if they come out and do it against Michigan State, maybe we can get back on that bandwagon. So let's wrap it up there. Uh, curious, you know, when we watch the game again, what our thoughts will be. We'll do another podcast maybe Monday. And, uh, you know, from the parking lot of Hard Rock Stadium on the iPhone. So if this audio sounds wonky, that's why. But as always, thanks for listening, and uh, till next time, guys, take care. Sweet. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.